The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week, we discuss Vanguard Net Zero, Jamie Dimon, and Jobs. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. Vanguard the world's second largest mutual fund and exchange-traded fund manager, is pulling out of a major alliance intended to help tackle climate change. What is Net Zero Asset Managers, and why did Vanguard back out of the group? The Net Zero Asset Managers, or NZAM, was launched in late 2020 to encourage asset managers to reach a net zero emission target by 2050. Proponents of the NZAM Pact argue that members would have to be more transparent and align goals within the peer group, which, according to the NetZeroAssetManagers.org website, included 291 signatories with over $66 trillion under management. In a statement on Wednesday, Vanguard said it will track its progress independent of the alliance to provide clarity to its investors. Quote, We have decided to withdraw from NZAM so that we can provide the clarity our investors desire about the role of index funds and about how we think about material risks, including climate-related risks. This change in NZAM membership status will not affect our commitment to helping our investors navigate the risks that climate change can pose to their long-term returns. End quote. Some environmental groups who follow pledges toward net-zero greenhouse emissions called Vanguard's exit a major blow to NZAM's effort. Others, who think Vanguard's participation in NZAM was more PR stunt than anything else, welcomed the move. Vanguard's withdrawal from the PAC comes within weeks of a U.S. Department of Labor ruling that explicitly permits retirement plans to consider climate change and other environmental, social, and governance features when selecting investments as long as economic considerations remain top of mind. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon said inflation could tip the U.S. economy into a recession next year. Dimon said on Tuesday that consumers have $1.5 trillion in excess savings from COVID pandemic stimulus programs and are spending more than in 2021. But while consumers and companies are currently in good shape, that may not last much longer. Quote, 
Inflation is eroding everything, and trillion and a half dollars in excess money will run out sometime mid-year next year, end quote. Adding to pressure for consumers was the Fed's benchmark interest rate moving toward 5%. Diamond said that a 5% terminal rate, quote, may not be sufficient, end quote, to subdue inflation. In his wide-ranging interview, Diamond commented on a number of topics, including cryptocurrencies, he was sour on the industry, and globalization, which in his view was changing due to supply chains being restructured. Diamond concluded that the banking industry will be able to withstand a recession in part because of the new capital requirements imposed on the industry after the 2008 financial crisis. Quote, the American banking system is unbelievably sound in a million different ways. End quote. November's jobs report was red hot, beating expectations in several areas. What was in the report and what does it mean for the economy? According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, Non-farm payrolls increased by 263,000 for the month, with the unemployment rate now at 3.7%. The payrolls number was well above the estimate of 200,000. Leisure and hospitality led the job gains, adding 88,000 new positions. Other sectors that gained included healthcare with 45,000 government with 42,000, and construction with 20,000 new jobs. On the downside, retail reported a loss of 30,000 positions, which is interesting since we're heading into the busy holiday shopping season. Transportation and warehousing also saw a decline of about 15,000. Average hourly earnings jumped 0.6% for the month, double the estimate, and wages are up 5.1% annually versus the 4.6% expected. Why? Demand for labor continues to outstrip supply, with about 1.7 positions open for every available worker. So, not enough workers, a lot of companies seeking new employees. Well, wages are getting driven higher in order to attract folks. Those wage increases at the current rate suggest that the Fed will keep raising interest rates. Why? Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said wage pressures are contributing to inflation. Quote, to be clear, strong wage growth is a good thing, but... For wage growth to be sustainable, it needs to be consistent with 2% inflation, end quote. To simplify, some economists worry about a wage price spiral, where higher wages lead to higher prices, which lead to higher wages, which lead to higher prices. 
November's jobs numbers had little impact on rate expectations, with a nearly 80% probability that the Fed increases rates by a half a percentage point next week. Join us next week when we discuss the Fed's last rate hike of 2022. What will their final move tell us? And what should we expect in 2023? Join us next Friday for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.